You're listening to the Google Ads Podcast, brought to you by Solutions 8, the Google Ads agency. So Google does a very poor job at identifying if a campaign on YouTube is working well over a longer period of time. So just know that there is a lot more that you're seeing behind the scenes, but hopefully this gives you some tips to look at and some trusts so that you can count on. It doesn't make sense to not track brand and to look only at click only data inside of Google for your YouTube campaign to say, well, that didn't work. I'm going to shut it off. You're going to stop three feet from gold and now you can't get into top of funnel because it's too expensive. It might not be. You just might be looking at it incorrectly. This is more of an advanced strategy. You know, really good marketers can't fully grasp this idea. Hey everyone, John Ryan here with Solutions 8, and today we're going to be discussing, are YouTube ads really working for you? Google's going to say no, but in reality, it's yes. So that's where I should be diving into a bit here is Google is a mainly a click intruded network, which means that unless there's a click, it's really hard for Google to actually identify even the view through conversions. Google themselves has even stated that the view through conversion attribution inside of Google is not that great. But it's one of the reasons why they came out with data driven attribution is because data driven attribution will actually append a view to a conversion, even if it doesn't come through Google ads as a click through conversion which is really interesting to think about because it's a click attributed network, but the data driven is like, well, this campaign actually did do a lot of work. It did bring that new customer. So even though they didn't click on it, but they watched the ad six times or five or video ads six different times. And then Google the brand name and clicked on an organic listing and converted. If you have your tag installed uh, using Google Tag Manager, or the Google Ads conversion tracking rather than Google Analytics, you're actually going to see conversions that are coming in through YouTube, even if they're not click attributed. So Google does a very poor job at identifying if a campaign on YouTube is working well over a longer period of time. Now we do have third-party tools such as Norping that I'm going to be discussing today to prove this model so that you don't necessarily need Norping, but what you're going to want to take a look at is a few metrics that are important to identify to make sure that your YouTube ads are actually performing well. So that's what we're going to get started into today. I'm going to blur the screen on a lot of things because unfortunately we're using real client data today and I want to keep that client name confidential, but I also want to share with you the strategies that we use in order to make sure that this is worthwhile and it's worth the investment and some things to think about CAC versus LTV cost of acquiring a new customer and the lifetime value of that customer. So this is a way for us to really make sure that the YouTube ads that look like they have a bad ROAS is actually performing for you. And I think that this is more of an advanced strategy. Really good marketers can't fully grasp this idea. And it's not to like kind of say tutor on horn. We had to have a third party tool tell us this and prove the model that we use. But your typical agency or even your typical ads manager in-house may not be thinking this way. So hopefully this is a way to kind of identify a CAC versus LTV model, the missing click attribution that Google has that is not giving your top of funnel campaigns like YouTube or even Discovery full credit that they deserve. First thing we're going to look at is this is a company that we're running a top of funnel YouTube campaign for. We're spending $1,000 a day, so it's a fairly sizable campaign. And since June 6, you can see here that we've actually spent 31724 Now. The only two campaigns that are not going to be blurred out is the branded campaign right here and the YTTOF, which is YouTube Top of Funnel Dash Solate. So these two are going to be not blurred, so I can share these with you, but the rest of the campaigns here are going to be blurred. Just know that there's a ton of performance max that's down here. So if you're curious, there are a bunch of performance max campaigns. A few interesting things. 
when we started the YouTube Top of Funnel campaign, this actually went live. If I go on a daily look here, we started this on June 17th, and we've already started to see some conversion value that's coming in. Now you'll see that's coming in at sort of a loss, like cost $1,000, conversion value 207, $984, $327. When one day we spent 992, made $915. Now know that these are actually low AOV conversions. They're usually only about, I would say an average $20 to $25. So the ROAS is gonna be nearly impossible for these to be ROAS positive, like above like a two or three X. That's not the goal though. And I'll share with you how you track what's actually happening. So we do have some, you'll see conversions like five conversions, 10 conversions, 15 conversions, nine conversions, 11 conversions. Take some time to ramp up, take some cost to ramp up. If you imagine a thousand dollars a day from the 17th to the third, you're talking 15 grand. So it's not an ex inexpensive channel. It's very expensive, but there's way more that you're not seeing here. And I'll share with you what that is. Just know that they take a little bit of time and then they ramp up well. Now I'm going after a YouTube similar audience, a placements, a keyword, and an in-market all, all by themselves. So I can at least get a few things. What is the view rate? You can see the YouTube similar audience, not doing that well. The placements, doing really well. The keywords, not doing well from a view perspective, but these are actually delivering me a really good return. So a 13% view rate on in-market, but it also sold the most. So things that you have to kind of take into consideration and then dive a little bit deeper. But I would highly suggest that you break out your ad groups and subsequent targeting underneath that. I can't tell, obviously, can't tell you what the keywords in the end markets are. That's kind of proprietary to this client, but just the structure still stays the same. Like having your YouTube ads broken up individually when you're talking about e-commerce. I usually like to use a YouTube TrueView for action. So it's going to be a conversion campaign that's running on maximized conversions. Now you can use a target CPM or target CPP model. Let me actually make this bigger here. You can use a CPM and CPP model. Those are good. Those will give you a really wide reach, but what Google is not taking into consideration is the potential for that person to convert. That's really important to understand. I want to impress upon a person at the top of funnel, someone that is closest to the bottom of the funnel of making their decision. It's kind of an oxymoron, but if I just said, hey, are you alive and can I show you an ad? Yeah, I could show you two for two cents. I'd rather show a 10 cent ad to a person that's alive and also is interested in the product in the future that I know that they're looking to purchase maybe in the next two to three weeks. It's really important to choose not just a cheap audience, a high intent audience. It is more expensive, but it will come back in more ways than you can imagine, which is what normal agencies don't track. So when we're looking at the bidding strategy, don't go for the cheapest top of funnel, go for the most relevant top of funnel. It's a little bit expensive, a little more expensive, but it is worth it. So what's interesting about this though, is that on June 17th is when these ads went live. Now let me switch over to the brand campaign here again. These are going to be blurred out here because it has the name of the client. But what you notice is June 17th is right here. And what you look at is the cost and the conversions. Now I've been trying to spend $5,000 a day in this account and I haven't been able to do it since March. Now I have been spending a good amount of money. It's been about $1,000 a day. And then it started to ramp up to 1300. My YouTube ads went live on the 17th and you can see if you look at the branded traffic, the only thing that we did differently is just started to spend more on YouTube. But it went from spending $700 or $7,000 getting 600 conversions to $9,000 getting 666 conversions a week before we launched. Right after we launched, it went up to 15,985. Then it had a small dip here of $17,000 spent 828 conversions, 15,000, 1,000 conversions, 18,000, 1,200 conversions. So you're starting to see how this is ramping up really well. Why is this happening? Well, YouTube is saying it's not doing that. We're getting a point 
2.3 ROAS. It looks pretty terrible. When you look at the, the video campaigns here, we're getting a return on ad spend that's pretty much, oh, sorry, let's grab that converter, that campaign here. Those are that the column converted value by cost. So ROAS essentially right now, I'm getting a 0.22. That's terrible. That looks horrible, right? 0.22, that's bad. Cost per conversion is pretty much you know, abysmal. When you look at the CPA, it's $231. That's bad. Now, this client has a really good LTV. It's above 200. So right now, break even, but that's not great. If you don't want to cack an LTV that's equal, then it's just shut up that campaign, reallocate it. It's not going to do really good. This is not a glitch. I'm interrupting the video you're watching because I need to remind you that I'm always looking for people to join our team. So if you're passionate about Google Ads and you want to work with the best Google Ads agency on the planet, please go to solate.com forward slash apply. Speaking of working with the best Google Ads agency on the planet, if you're having trouble with Google Ads and you want professional help, that's what we do. You can go to solate.com, that's S-O-L-8.com, to apply for your free, no obligation action plan. And if I've given you any level of value at all, maybe think about giving me a thumbs up and subscribing to our channel. That's how we juice the YouTube algorithm so they actually know that I know what I'm talking about. If you have questions, comments, concerns, or confessions, hit me below in the comments. And now, back to your regularly scheduled program. Your cost of acquiring a new customer always should be lower than the foreseeable LTV that you want to spend into. If you have a year-long LTV, you don't want to spend your year-long LTV on the cost because then you spend $200 to make 20, that turned into 80, that turned into 140, that turned into 200, then they leave. Congratulations, after a year, you made zero. You just you shipped out all of your stuff for no profit, so bad idea, but that's not what's happening here. This is something that we look at on a different basis. We already know that our brand campaign is making more money than it spends, which is good, but it's also scaling up really well. So if we look at the increase, if I just take from June 20th as an example and say, well, what is my cost and what are my revenue? I'm looking at $70,000 in cost, $227,000 in revenue. Now that's a $17 cost per conversion and 4,000 conversions. That's good, but again, it's brand. But when you look at a tool like Nordbeam, what we're looking at here, I'll move it over there again. So this is the last seven days. And if we look, if we look at the spend and revenue, it says pretty much what Google says. It shows $6,896 in spend and $25,99 in revenue. Now this is coming in mostly from this YouTube top of funnel. So YTTOF, so like same campaign. Now that 0.33 is not good, but what if we count the click and the views? Aha, now we're seeing, okay, so we spent 6,896 and we have 4,682 at 0.68 ROAS as normalized already out to 8.72. So 0.72 is a lot better than 0.22 in Google. It's not great, but it's looking better. And you'll see that my cost of acquiring a customer, now this is not new, this is all, this is like CPA, cost of acquiring a customer, whether it's new or returning, is $66. That's a lot better than the 230 bucks, whatever it was that Google said. And now I have 100 transactions this week just on YouTube for a $66 CPA. Now let's go one step further though. Let's break it out between new and person returning. Now we know that this is a top of funnel campaign. That's obvious. Now what you're looking at here is the difference between revenue first time, ROAS, and then CAC, and then revenue, and then ROAS, and then CAC returning. So CAC first time is $86. So what this really means is I have a $6 CPA and $86, not of that, but $86 out of the blended spend is only to new customers. So what's cool about this is I'm using a top of funnel campaign that has gone through the path of converting, whether they converted through Google ads or they converted somewhere else, but it is a brand new customer. And now my cost of acquiring a new customer is 86. Ah, 
Cost of acquiring a new customer is $86. When you have an LTV of over 200, the cost of 86, that's great. That's a much, much, much better ROAS than what Google said. Google said, you're breaking even over the course of a year. This one said, you're going to triple your, your money. So you have a 300% ROAS after you actually take a look at everything. Why is Northbeam showing me this? Well, because those people do come back through the brand campaign after they viewed an ad. Wow. Well, if I'm trying to spend $5,000 a day and all of a sudden I went from $1,000 a day and spend a $3,000 a day and spend, and my ROAS has stayed the same and now I'm netting a lot more money. How much of that is attributed only to this one YouTube campaign versus everything else that we're doing like performance max and discovery, et cetera. This one in the grand scheme of things is resulting in an $86 cost of acquiring a new customer. So it's three times cheaper than what Google ads says. Why Google ads is click attributed. What does that mean? Based on your attribution model, it's not going to give you too much attribution over to YouTube campaigns because I'm not taking into consideration the view through conversions that much. So we're looking at CAC versus LTV and you're looking at what is the, what is a good campaign. YouTube is amazing, but it looks like it sucks inside of YouTube. So looking at a third party tool, just knowing that if you have good metrics, which is what we're going to talk about next, you can depend on that doing better. How do you measure it without third party attribution tool? Look at your organic, look at your direct, look at your email signups and look at your brand spend. If you're, I know brand spend is a lot of times a bad word. It is a good use of the tool. If you're also looking at other things like are my YouTube campaigns resulting in people Googling the brand name, that's a, obviously a, a very good, important thing. It doesn't make sense to not track brand and to look only at click only data inside of Google for your YouTube campaign to say, well, that didn't work. I'm going to shut it off. You're going to stop three feet from gold. And now you can't get into top of funnel because it's too expensive. It might not be, you just might be looking at it incorrectly. So hopping back into the account though, here's some things to look at when you're looking at your video campaigns. You're looking at a few things. One is view rate. One is click through rate. View rate and click through rate. You want to identify your videos that are above a 22% view rate and a 0.5 click through rate. Those are what Google is going to try to optimize first. Conversion rates are good. Conversions are good. They're going to be seldom because Google does better tracking. But what you want to do is if you're using data driven is it is going to give a little bit of credit to YouTube when it needs to, when it thinks it should, even though it should more often. But that little bit of conversions when you're using true view, action, true view for action over time, you're going to start to see it hone in on exactly where it needs to go. That's one of the reasons why in the last seven days, my cost went down 0.7, but my first time revenue went up 15% and my cost for acquiring a new customer is now down 30% week over week. And I've only been running this four weeks. That's a large drop down. That's really, really good. When we first started this thing, I was at 178. Why? Because it took time to get them to warm up, then come to the brand campaign, then buy. So when you're looking at the campaigns here, you want to look at view rate. So 22% failed, pass, failed, failed. Interesting. When you're looking at the Northbeam data, when we're looking at the same type of information, what are we looking to see in terms of revenue that's coming back through the brand? Well, we can see that it is in market, good MER. Similar audience, good MER. Keywords, really good MER. Placements, even better. Ah, so now placements have a really good MER, which is a ROAS and placements here is one of my least spending and, but it made the most makes sense. So this is even showing a good ROAS here at 1.06 for placements. That's decent. We see 1 point, oh, 0.18, 0.08 and 1.8. So in market and similar audience are identical in market, similar audience, a little bit different. You're starting to see a $67 CAC and an $84 CAC. But are they above above the goal? Well, let's look at the click-through rate. If you look at the click-through rate here, 
262388852. This is interesting now. 8852. Keywords in market. 8852. Well, let's look at keywords and in market. So in market, good. Keywords, good. So 0.5 click the rate goal. That's the goal. Now, the MER is easy to get to this because I didn't spend that much. So this is kind of an inefficient way to measure this when you're looking at ROAS. Well, we're looking at CAC. Above goal here of 88 and above goal of 0.52. So YouTube keywords, YouTube in market, both above the click rate goal. YouTube keywords, that's a really good conversion rate, 8.46, really low CAC. Good. What's the other good one? In market, that's also above goal. In market, oh, that was a good, again, good conversion rate. So 67.64. What was the loser? Similar audience at $84 CAC. What a similar audience look like? 0.26 click the rate below goal. What we have found is that when it's above a 0 0.50 click-through rate and you have a good watch rate on top of that, it performs well. The view rate and the click-through rate, when those two are above 22% and a 0.5, those are really good indication that Google is, that's working. Google won't really report on it, but it sees it. It's going to start to increase the ad spend that's going to those and it's going to start to refine, start to work well. So just know that there is a lot more that you're seeing behind the scenes, but hopefully this gives you some tips to look at and some trusts so that you can count on. If you have a good audience and you have good videos and you have something that is people want to buy, don't try to just sell like on the left sock. People like two socks mostly, so it's a bad idea. YouTube is not going to solve that for you. But if you're looking at just some good marketing sense, like, hey, it's a good video to a good audience, good click the rate, good view rate trust the process, you will start to see good results, even if it just comes through the brand campaign, but remember where to look and remember how to measure. Hopefully this is a good video for you. Hopefully you've learned something. Hopefully you can kind of take that back to your campaign and say, wait a minute, I was going to pause it or I just paused it, or I'm going to look deeper now. What are some things that we can start to extract out of our YouTube campaigns that actually give us some good data and then measure that against your CAC and LTB company-wide, really. And even look at how your overall cost of acquiring a new customer on those channels and your overall cost required to customers starts to go down and starts to get more volume, even though the YouTube campaign looks like it's bad. So thank you very much. I'm John Moran with Solutions 8, and I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Google Ads Podcast. For more ways to grow your business with Google Ads, you can subscribe to the Solutions 8 YouTube channel. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend. And if you'd like to work with the best Google Ads agency in the world, you can visit Solutions 8 at sol8.com. Custom here. If you're running Google Ads, even if your campaigns are successful, my years of experience have taught me that there are almost always enormous improvement opportunities. Now, what if the best Google Ads agency in the world was willing to review your Google Ads campaigns for free and provide you with a comprehensive action plan, no cost or obligation? Notice, I didn't say audit or evaluation. I said action plan, a bullet point by bullet point breakdown of exactly what needs to be done to improve your Google Ads campaigns. Yours to keep, no cost or obligation. Head over to solate.com to get a free Google Ads action plan customized for your business. No strings attached. That's S-O-L-8.com. S-O-L, the number 8.com.